Hey, everyone. Welcome to the WSC podcast. You've got me, Erica Letty, and my co-host, Ms. Karen Dyer. Hey, Karen. Hey, y'all. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Podcast, we are going to talk about rifles. What goes into them? You know, how do they work? Different types, calibers, just kind of general overview stuff. So let's jump into it. Um, yeah. So, so we're going to, we'll start out with our calibers. And again, just like we've done on our shotgun and pistol videos we are not covering all the calibers that would take a very long time we've (laughs) just picked out a few of the most common ones that we've shot that um are easy to find and so we're gonna go from smallest to biggest and so we're gonna start out (laughs) with uh the 22 long rifle so 22 caliber again is um it's a very small good starter ammunition it's very cheap and um it's typically used for target practice and varmint hunting it's not a huge um you're not going to be able to take down much with it so um but it's it's a great gun to get used to great caliber to get used to uh shooting with because it is uh has very little recoil in what what did you use before erica the bang factor the boom factor yeah is, yeah is pretty low <laughs> on the bang scale it's like a one it's bang scale. yeah <laughs> like a 22 is a really common first gun for people especially for kids because yeah. it's it's little it's like it's cheap ammunition um it doesn't mm-hmm. scare the crap out of you when you shoot it for the first time it's just kind of a nice little you know soft touch i would probably yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. say and um, one of the things that we want to touch on, too, is rim fire versus center fire. And that literally means, uh, are you hitting the bullet on the center of the bullet or are you hitting it on the rim of the bullet? And that is what causes the um, gun to fire or the bullet to fire. Um, so there's gunpowder packed at the back um, of the cartridge or the casing. And to set that off you have a firing pin in your firearm that goes forward and smacks the back of the bullet and that's what makes the gun go off and so um i think the only rim fire ammunition that we have on our list only caliber is the 22 and so if you don't know which one it is an easy way to look at um one of your spent casings one of your, the bullets after you fired it the little shell that comes out you can look at where the dent is on the back of that casing. And so that's an easy way um, to know. But, um, yeah. You got anything else to add on that one, Erica? No, it's just important to know what type of rifle that you're shooting because that's obviously going to impact what type of ammunition you're putting into it and just being cognizant of, oh, it's a center fire versus a rim fire because I think there are a couple situations where you can buy different types of ammunition. You just want to make sure that you know what type of gun you're shooting. So just be cognizant of it and don't put the wrong bullet in in the gun. (laughs) That's always good advice. Always, always. Yeah. All the basic stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. So our next ammo that we're going to cover is the 223 Remington or 5.56 X 45 NATO. Um, This this bullet is still a 22 caliber, but slightly larger. Um, this is great for barment hunting targets, self-defense, military. Um, usually this was an, uh, used to be a bolt-action rifle, but now they make this in an AR semi-automatic platform. 
Um, it's a little bit heavier, packs a little bit more punch, but it's still a great round and it's not going to kind of beat you up, especially if you're using it for self-defense or survival. Yeah. And people commonly say two, two, three and five, five, six, and they are interchangeable for the most part. Some of them feed differently, especially in your semi-automatic rifles. Um, I, the, there is a slight difference and some might feed differently depending on the, uh, on the magazine that you use, but, um, yeah, it's easy way to say it. Yeah. Easy. (laughs) So moving on our next caliber that we think is kind of a common one is the 243 Winchester. And this is, again, it's a similar in size, but a little bit bigger. We're working our way up. Um, and it is great for, varmint hunting to deer hunting and and target shooting so it is a a common one and typically this is going to go in a bolt action rifle and we'll go into that um further on but that's another one common common one you'll hear is a 243 definitely um i've hunted deer with a 243 and it definitely gets the job done but it's i would personally recommend something slightly larger depending on the size of the deer you're going after and how how far you're out you know what your distance is when you're hunting because it makes a difference um we can talk about trajectory and all that other stuff at a different point in time but you want to make sure you got a big enough bullet and enough punch behind it to make everything work yeah and and the next one i think this is what the caliber i shot my first deer with was um that we're going to talk about is 270 um it's a it's a very common um rifle caliber and it is great for deer hunting or you know that similar size game um with you know like antelope or different things like that if you have more fun options out there yeah i think 270 is to me like 270 and then the 308 are kind of your overall if you're just gonna buy one rifle these are probably the calibers that you want to go for um, cause they're just super versatile. You can pretty much do everything that you want with them, except for like Turkey, <laughs> cause you'll, <laughs> you'll blow to smithereens. Um, but if you are the type of person where you're just going to buy one rifle and you want that to work for small game deer, you know, slightly larger game, the 270 is going to get it done for you. Um, and they're usually comparably priced and they're easy to find ammunition and the ammunition's not terribly expensive, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing to think about when you're purchasing a firearm is how expensive is the ammo and, mm-hmm. you know, it, how hard is it to find? Um, I mean, it would be worth making a trip out to, you know, your local academy or your gun store, um, what, wherever you're going to purchase and see, do they keep it in stock? Do I want to, you know, order it online? Can I order it online in my state? Yeah. Um, those are all things that you want to uh, <laughs> take into consideration before uh, you purchase. <laughs> yeah. Like we have a 257 rifle and it is a nightmare to buy ammunition for. Like there's only one store, the Academy, yeah. like the Academy that's by us, like they carry it, but nowhere else carries it. And if they're out, yeah. then we have to like drive to Fort Worth to try to find it. Or we have to order online. It's kind of a nightmare. It's a really nice gun. Um, it's a really nice setup. It's got great optics on it and it's, it's a really good gun to shoot. Like I've shot a lot of deer with mm-hmm. it, but 
it's a nightmare trying to find ammunition for it just because yeah. of the caliber. <laughs> so that's why we're not talking yeah. about that one on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned the 308, but one more that I'm going to sneak in before we get to that one is yeah. the um, 300 blackout. Yep. And so again, it's kind of moving up the scale, you know, it's probably about a two inch size bullet and um, they, they do use this, in the military um mm-hmm. it is a military caliber um as well as hunting uh and you know competition uh type settings for shooting competitions so yeah um yeah and then if you want to hop to the well let's talk about this for a second because i've got a little story about the 300 blackout so i've hunted hogs <laughs> many many times with 300 blackout and this is an, an ammo that is kind of new on the scene it was only developed maybe five or six years ago Um, and most of the bullets when they're produced, they literally have a black tip at the point. Um, and the cartridge that they come in is the same cartridge as a 223 or 556. So I was at a ranch doing like a ambassador or hunting trip or whatever. And and I use air quotes guide. He didn't understand what a 300 blackout was. So he got really like pissed at me and he was like, you're not shooting this gun, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you don't understand what a 300 blackout is. And I had to sit there and explain to him like, <laughs> yes, the bullets are basically the same size as a two. They're, they are they're the same size as a 223 or 556 because they're using the same cartridge, but it's a different internal composition. It's a different type of a gun or a different yeah. type of a bullet. And he was like, I think you're making this up. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> it's like a whole thing actually exists um but you know that was a weird interchange that we had but these are really great for medium-sized game so we use them quite a bit on hogs down here in texas and then you can use them on deer as well so that's my little story about them (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know it's a it's a great caliber to have um and then you know there's there's lots of 300 um platforms for different um bullets and then there's you know your 30 30 which isn't as um i wouldn't say it's as common but it's not it's it's an older style i feel like am i you know would you agree yeah, with that i mean Erica, the 30/30? i've never shot a 30 30 and i've very rarely even heard of it so i mean that's yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of old school <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm not against it. I but just have no experience with it personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of an old school one and I've, I've heard the guys out at the range talking about it. Oh, you know, we'll get out the 30, 30. Um, it's, it's good for medium sized game and, you know, you can use it for deer, pigs, you know, different things like that. But um, it, I think it has more powder than the ones we've talked about previously. So it's a, it's gonna be a little bit longer of a bullet, um, if you will, but yeah, yeah no. Um, and then also w- this one I use probably most commonly for hogs this is a 308. Yeah. Um, and that is a, it's a, it's a great caliber. And again, it's getting, it's getting bigger. So, um, you gotta pack a little bit more punch, um, and they do use it in the military, and I think law enforcement snipers use it. Um, but, you know, it, it's also great for uh, shooting sports and hunting as well. Definitely. So. I mean, it probably stands to mention the 30-06, because I know a lot of people have just heard of that. Um, yeah. 
it's pretty common in like you know country music songs for someone to mention something about a 30 ounce (laughs) um that is also in that same you know 30 caliber all around hunting round you know round of ammunition it's pretty common um I don't personally know a lot of the differences between 30 out six and 308 because the 308 replaced it um, in military service in 1954, mm-hmm. but it's still a great round for hunting, yeah. target shooting, and long range competition. Um, so just want to throw that in there. Yeah. yeah, no, it's true. I mean, there's so many calipers, y'all, that it's it's sometimes tough to yeah. to get it's through like it. But the last one, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To narrow it down is just almost impossible. Um, but these, you know, these are ones that are going to be easy to find. And um, well, except for this last one that I'm just going to throw in there for for funsies. All right, y'all. The last caliber that I kind of wanted to touch on, um, just because it's fun, is the 50 BMG. And like, this is not something that this is not common at all. Um, and it's you're not going to be able to buy it in the store you're going to need special permissions or know someone who who's gone through the process with the government to own one and to purchase the ammunition but it's uh the bmg stands for browning machine gun and um it is a very much so a military weapon it's a military machine gun and um it's i mean the bullet is just huge it's bigger than the palm of my hand um <laughs> like if you start at the bottom of the palm of my hand it probably goes <laughs> almost all the way up um definitely halfway up my my middle finger so it's just a huge it's a huge bullet and but it is super fun to shoot so if you ever get the chance to shoot one do not be intimidated by the size of the bullet um even though it's probably more intense to stand next to someone who's shooting it rather than it is to shoot it yourself because the way that the shock wave kind of ripples out. I mean, when someone shoots this gun, you can feel it. Um, you know, you're, it's like your hair gets blown back a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, I've been around when they've shot these before and it's like, it's like sonic yeah, it waves. Really is. It's the craziest thing. Like you can take out an elephant with these guns. Like yeah, they're not, a- they're not small. They're not cute. Yeah. They, they're like, we're taking something yeah (laughs) and they're they're really used um a lot of them are armor piercing so that means um not like human armor that means like armored vehicle armor um and they're designed to take down vehicles um not just like this is not this is not a round you use on people um in the military this is a round you use on um vehicles uh and so yeah it's but it's super fun and of them the gun is so well designed that it actually takes a lot of the um the one i shot at least did i shot a barrett um bmg and it really absorbs a lot of the recoil that you would normally feel on your on your shoulder and the way that the gun is designed. So a lot of it is more just the intensity of the, the sound and the shockwave. So either way, sorry, that was my little um, aside right there. Of, of Definitely you should check out the no, you're okay. 50 BMG if you ever get the chance to shoot one just for the, the pure awesomeness of it. It is super intimidating, but it's super fun. Yeah. And they're super rare too because you have process. to go through a whole yeah. military application process. And like, I'm sure it takes months if not years to get approved to be an individual who can 
have one of these yeah. as a civilian. So yeah. they're very rare. <laughs> they're cool, but they're super rare. So if yeah. you get the opportunity, do it. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's move on to different types of rifles. So the first type is the really old tiny one that just kind of like <laughs> makes me giggle is the muzzle loader. Um, these are the, the quintessential, you know, constitution, revolutionary war rifles where the guys would carry around, you know, packs of bullets and then a pack of gunpowder. And then they'd put the bullet and the gunpowder down in the tube and, or down in the barrel and they'd shove it down in there with a stick yep. and then they have to do it all over. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, Hey, how, how much do you really want to make that shot? Cause there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, but these are the, not the original type of rifle, but they are one of the first types of rifles that kind of went into mass production. So there's a certain finesse to owning and operating a muzzle loader. I personally have only used it once or twice because it's just a lot of work and yeah. I'm not into it. Um, yeah, I've never shot one there. and honestly, <laughs> cool. I'm not, not super interested in it. <laughs> Isn't there a delay on them as well? Nope. Like you have to hold. Yeah. Like it doesn't even yeah. fire right away. It's like you said, a fuse. Yeah when you fire the gun and there's a delay for it to yeah. get like to actually ignite the powder. And so you have to stay on your target. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm not about that life. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're compared to what we have today, they're horribly ineffective, but you know, way back in the day, you know, 300 years ago, 200 years ago, these yeah. were the best that they had. So that's just what it was. Um, so there's still a community of people that are very much into the muzzle yeah. loaders. I'm not, um, I'm not part of that community, yeah. <laughs> but they're great for what they are. Um, okay. So next is a more common type of rifle and that's the bolt action. And this is the one where you load a bullet in and then you have to kind of push forward on a bolt and lock it into place. And then you would fire your round. The bolt action does not eject the bullets. It will keep the one bullet in there. And then you have to manually unlock the bolt, slide it back pop the casing out and then as you push it back forward it will then reload the next round um these mm -hmm. are really common um they're really effective guns most of my rifles are bolt action um they're just they're good they're very steady you don't have to worry about misfiring for the most part it's you know it's a pretty solid yeah setup for a bolt rifle. action is gonna be um I would say your most common and uh, it's there. They are just solid guns. You'll usually get some sort of um, sight. You know, a lot of people will get scopes, um, but you can get iron sights as well, which is just where you line up these something at the tip of the barrel versus something closer towards the, um, the front of the barrel and you line those up and that means you're on target. Mm -hmm. um, or you can, you can have some sort of optic on yep. there, like a, a scope um which will magnify and and that's that's yeah. just a super common setup especially for your deer hunting and um and that sort of thing i've got bolt action rifles and um they're awesome they're awesome yeah no yeah they're great and they're you know very steady and you don't have to worry yeah. about them having issues not a lot of moving parts super nice <laughs> so they're easy, to, easy to clean easy to take care yeah. of um good guns so absolutely all right cool and then uh the pump action would be the next type that we're going to talk about i'm not super familiar with this but i know in general you load you know your ammunition in. you have to do a pump lever 
and then that will fire that one round and yeah. then you've got to pump again and then fire the next round. So these are really, yeah. I've seen these mostly It's a very like common guns. design for a cap gun. You know, for like uh, little. Or like a play toy <laughs> rifle um, where you yeah. cock it back, like you push the lever forward away from you and then you bring it back in towards you. Um, also, if I were to, this reminds me of your cowboy movies is when the other time I've seen this um, is, you know, you've got a shootout and you've got the guy on the roof with the rifle and he's pumping it so um yeah i'm don't think it's a very common rifle anymore um i've never yeah not pitch yeah i don't know anybody who owns one i've never seen one (laughs) out at the ranch out hunting nothing like that but cool so now we move into the more um yeah intense rifle types um with (laughs) semi-automatic which is super useful and yeah and situations where you're you know hunting pigs and need to be able to move quickly on to multiple targets um so yeah the semi-automatic rifle is going to be your stereotypical ar um your ar-15s and you know there's so many different types but um basically what it is is you're gonna similar to a pistol you're gonna have a magazine that you load and you put into the to the weapon um and you fire and then the gun will automatically eject that cartridge and then reload another bullet, um, just like your semi-automatic pistols. Um, so your Glocks and your, you know, your Rugers, anything that's not a revolver is going to be a semi-automatic um, for the most part, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got a twenty-two long rifle that's a semi-automatic. And, you know, as a yeah. kid, it was super yeah. easy. <laughs> They're great. Um the only issue with semi-automatics yes. is sometimes they'll jam and they'll malfunction. So you just have to be cognizant of that and, you know, kind of figure out how to work around your gun if you start having any any jams or any misfires um, just to make sure that yeah. you're operating Yeah, lots safely. of moving parts. So, it's important to um, keep it clean um, and well-oiled. Yep. Uh, yep. And, yeah, lubrication is important for your guns. Um, helps everything move smoothly. Um. Yeah, and the last Definitely. one, one step up from semi-automatic is your fully automatic. Um, and these are fun to shoot, but extremely dangerous. And so you have to do it um, with caution. And basically what happens is you pull the trigger, and if you don't let go, the gun will keep firing um, until it runs out of bullets. And so it's... Um, mm-hmm very easy to lose control of these weapons um if you're not careful and so it's important if you're holding it freestanding that you are prepared for the gun to rise up um as you continue to fire and so while they are very fun and cool for pictures and things like that um abundance of caution because the military actually does not like soldiers do not carry fully automatic weapons um, because they found that it's a waste of ammunition and they're inaccurate. And so it's really, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a, yep. a practical weapon, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, you got anything to add on that one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is the fully automatic weapons are not legal for citizens. Um, you can get them, but you have to go through yes. a lot a lot, a lot, a lot of paperwork and background checks and certifications from ATF and from the U.S. government. 
just to apply to have a fully automatic weapon. And then they have to give you a license to be able to have the right to purchase one. And then you got to figure out how to get one. Um, these are not common. Um, you'll f- sometimes find like these little pockets of military guys, like former military guys where they've got all the clearance and the licensing and they'll own a couple of them or a gun range will have four or five on hand, but there's a lot of regulation that goes into that. And they like, won't let you just shoot it by yourself. You have to have an RSO with you. And you know, they're, they're very highly regulated um, because they can cause a lot of damage. So, but they're really cool to shoot. So if you get the opportunity to go do it, (laughs) yeah, because like Mm -hmm. Karen, you and I have shot these because you know, like what we've shot, like what Tommy guns, Um, and there was a couple other ones that we shot at, yes. at Defender and, Outdoors in Fort Worth. Yeah, I've I've had I've been blessed to shoot quite a few different ones with different people in my life, and so yeah, I've shot MP5s, Mac 11s. Um, yeah, there's the I think did we shoot an MP5 there as well? Or I forget, I'd have to go back and look. Um, Probably. Yeah, there's a Tommy gun, and and there's a lot of different different ones that are they're fun and if you get the opportunity definitely do it but just um be very cognizant that it's very easy and quick to lose control of of what you got so make sure that you're focused on that and and yeah go for it it's a it's oh yeah it's a very expensive 30 seconds and the interesting part yeah is that you can actually dial back and the the uh, the speed at which it fires actually and so um for example uh-huh. you know there's a usually you can go through oh, man I'm, I'm gonna butcher this but just as an example uh-huh. you know 50 rounds in like five seconds so that's 10 bullets a second like that is crazy mm-hmm. fast like that is incredibly fast well you can if you're the you know person who owns a gun obviously you get to make the choices about it but you can ratchet that back to where it's only you know like two bolts a second or whatever but still that's incredibly fast so like uh yeah that's stupid fast yeah, like, you don't need just, to shoot i mean like it's a, exactly what that's you said crazy. it's a very easy quick way to burn through a lot of ammunition <laughs> but it is pretty fun <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I remember I was watching some, like, sci-fi, like, science channel show, and they were talking about the accuracy of an automatic gun, and they were testing out, like, Tommy guns, and they said something like, the Tommy gun had an accuracy of less than 5%. Like, you're just, you're just spraying and praying. Like, we're not doing anything effective here. We're just making a lot of damage. precisely why the military doesn't have automatic weapons, is because... In the moment, you know, you may hold your finger on the trigger for, you know, two seconds. Well, that could be 10 bullets. And then how many do you have left in your magazine? Like, it's more, it's just not a smart choice because then you have to stop and reload. And, you know, like, it's just, it's a very, uh, it's not a very practical gun to have in in terms of like, I mean, it's a fun gun, but it's not practical. Yeah, I mean it's it's super cool if you want to go play yeah. Rambo or like be a gangster, but it's not. <laughs> so, anyways, um, well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Hopefully, that was helpful. If you have any questions, obviously, always feel free to reach out to us. We're on pretty much all the social media platforms. Um, Facebook, we're backslash WSC Dallas. Instagram, we're at Women's Sporting Club. Um, you can find us on our website www.womensportingclub.com. 
um, feel free to reach out to Karen or I on Instagram as well. I am at Erica Luddy. Karen is at yep. Outdoor Karen, Outdoor.Karen, mm-hmm. K-E-R-I-N. <laughs> she just set it up, so go follow her. Uh, give her some love. <laughs> um, and if, you know, feel free to email us as well. Our email is wscdallas at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Hope you have a great rest of the day.